ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار We continue with the explanation of the 40 hadith of Imam An-Nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala and we arrive to Al-Iman bil-Rusul the belief in the messengers and the belief in the messengers is a pillar from the pillars of faith as the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam when asked akhbirni an al-iman inform me about faith the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he mentioned antubina billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusuli وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَأَنْ تُؤْمِنَ بِالْقَدْرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ The Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned that faith is to believe in Allah, His angels, His books, His messengers, the last day, and to believe in the divine decree, the good of it and the bad of it. The messengers are the ones that Allah Azawajal chose to carry His message to mankind as a means of hidayah, guidance for people they do not have the ability 
to know that which Allah wants from them in relation to religious duties and responsibilities except by way of the messengers, the prophets and the messengers. So Allah Azza wa Jal, He sends these messengers with guidance to guide the people, especially when the people have gone astray and they have left the natural way of life, which is Islam. So the messengers, they come to teach the people what's correct. And what they teach the people, Barakallah Fikum, is from the revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As messengers, they convey what Allah reveals to them. They do not make up things from themselves. For the messengers, they are righteous and honorable men. The messengers were individuals who are trustworthy. For Allah, He picked the best of mankind to be His messengers to mankind. And this is different from what you find in some quote-unquote religious scriptures where messengers are being described as men who are lewd, messengers being described as men who are not trustworthy and they like scheme and plot on people and other than that. These uh, stories in which we find these type of Things mentioned about the messengers, we do not accept this in Islam. We do not accept this. Because Allah Azza wa Jal, He chose the messengers to be guides for the people. And Allah Azza wa Jal, He knows where He placed His message. He's not going to pick individuals who are criminals, individuals who are lewd, individuals who are not trustworthy to carry His message to the people. Because that in itself can be used as a reason not to accept the message. Can you imagine a messenger coming, telling the people not to steal, but the messenger is known to be the biggest thief in the town? It's going to prevent the people from accepting from him. So Allah Azawajal chose the best of the people. Look at the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Prior to him being a prophet and a messenger, what was he known by? Al-Ameen, the trustworthy one. The Prophet ﷺ was a man who was known to be trusted, a man who was known to be truthful prior to him becoming a prophet and messenger. So now when Allah sends him as the prophet and messenger, the people you don't know any lies from him. And this is one of the things the Prophet he asked, if I was to tell you that there is an army that is going to soon attack you Would you believe me? They said yes We don't know any lies from you We don't know you to be a person who lies So the Prophet ﷺ used What they knew about him Prior to being a messenger As a proof that he's a person who's truthful And that Allah sent him But this would not be possible If Allah had chosen A person who was known to be a criminal in the society so Allah from His wisdom, He never has chosen people who are criminals and people who are corrupt to carry the message. One may say, well what about Musa? He killed the man. That was an accident. That wasn't intentional. It was an accident. And Musa alayhi salam was known to be upright. 
and known to be a man of integrity. We covered Barakallah Fikum that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He sent the messengers to give glad tidings, to warn them, and to establish the proof. As Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, Rusulam Mubashirin wa Mundirin. Allah Yakun Linas Allah Hujja Bad Rusul. Messengers who are givers of glad tidings and they are also warners in order that the people don't have a proof against Allah on the day of judgment. Meaning saying that no message has reached them. So when the messengers are sent, this cuts off the excuse. As Allah Azawajal, He is merciful. What Allah says وَمَا كُنَّا مُعَذِّبِينَ حَتَّى نَبْعَثَ رَسُولًا Allah says in the Qur'an, we do not punish a people until we send a messenger. We do not punish a people until we send a messenger. So when Allah sent the messengers, these messengers have a duty and a responsibility to convey the message, to establish the proof of Allah upon them. And likewise, when the people will enter into the hellfire, what will the gatekeepers of the hellfire say to them? Alam yatikum nadir? Has not a warner come to you? Meaning a messenger. The message hasn't reached you. Of course it reached them. And as for those people who the message has not reached them, then these individuals will be tested on the day of judgment. And this hadith, is in the Musnad of Imam Ahmed on the authority of Al-Aswad ibn Sari' Anna al-Nabiya Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal Arba'ah yawm al-qiyamah Rajulun asum la yasma' shay'an Wa rajulun ahmaq Wa rajulun haram Wa rajulun mat نعم نعم ورجل مات في ثترة فأما الأصم فيقول ربي لقد جاء الإسلام وما أسمع شيئا وأما الأحمق فيقول رب لقد جاء الإسلام والصبيان يحذفون يحذفوني بالبع وأما الحرم فيقول رب لقد جاء الإسلام وما أعقل شيئا وَأَمَّا الَّذِي مَاتَ فِي الْفَتْرَةِ فَيَقُولُ رَبْ مَا آتَانِي مَا آتَانِي لَكَ رَسُولٌ فَيَأْخُذُ مَوَاثِيقَهُمْ لِيُطِيعُنَّهُ فَيُرْسِلُ فَيُرْسَلُ أَوْ فَيُرْسِلُ إِلَيْهِمْ أَنْ أَدْخُلُوا النَّارَ أَنْ أَدْخُلُوا النَّارَ فَقَالَ فَوَالَّذِي نَفْسِ مُحَمَّدٍ بِيَدِهِ لو دخلوها لكانت عليهم برضا والسلام أفوان. This narration is on the authority of Al Aswad ibn Sarir that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said there are four types of people that will come on the day of judgment. A man who was deaf, he didn't hear anything, and a man who was insane. 
and a man who was elderly, feeble, and a man who died during a time period there was no messenger. As for the deaf person, he would say, my Lord, Islam came, however, I didn't hear anything. Did the message reach him? Yes or no? He said he didn't hear. He said Islam came, but he didn't hear it. Say that again. It didn't reach him. He is there, but he didn't hear it. He's deaf. He has an excuse. Yes or no? So here you have a man, he's deaf, he cannot hear. He says, my Lord, Islam came and I did not hear anything. Islam came, I didn't hear anything. As for the insane person, he would say, my Lord, Islam came, but if the children, they were throwing animal dung at me. He, was, he, didn't, he wasn't a person of sound mind. So basically, you know how to, you find children, they tease people who, are, are, uh, who have mental uh, deficiencies or they are quote-unquote insane. So he said, my Lord, Islam came at a time where the children were throwing animal dung at me. I mean, he wasn't of his right state of mind. And then the feeble man or the, or the elderly man, he would say, My Lord, Islam came and I could not understand anything. I mean, he was so old, he couldn't uh, understand or comprehend things due to his old age and being feeble. And as for the one who died during the time period, meaning a time period where there was no messenger, he would say, No messenger came to me from you or no messenger of, your, of yours came to me. So Allah Azawajal will take a covenant from them that they will obey the messenger that's sent. So Allah will send the messenger to them. And this messenger will tell them to jump, go into that fire. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, I swear by the one who the soul of Muhammad is in his hands, if they enter into that fire, it will be cool and a safety and security for them. So here, what's intended here is that the deaf person, the insane person, the proof was not established upon them due to their inabilities or their deficiencies which prevented them from understanding the message. Even though the message was present during their time. So the barrier or the obstacle that they have was an excuse that was accepted by Allah or will be accepted by Allah in the Day of Judgment. This is understood. He's deaf, he can't hear. And likewise, the one who is insane. And then likewise, you have the elderly person who has reached the state of being feeble and so weak to, to the point he doesn't comprehend. He has an excuse. 
And if Allah would not have accepted these excuses, then there's no benefit in the hadith. There's no benefit in Allah saying to them or taking the covenant from them that they will obey the messenger he sends to them to tell them to jump into that fire. So even though four categories of people are mentioned here, the scholars, they say anyone who has a valid excuse as to why they did not follow Islam, meaning because it did not reach them, they fall under this category of people. Or these categories of people. Now, so Allah Azza wa He doesn't oppress anybody. Allah is just. So no, anybody who goes to the hellfire, they're deserving of that. And as Allah mentions, رسول, We do not punish the people until we send the messenger. Even on the day of judgment, people will have a messenger coming to them. For those who the message did not reach them, or those who could not comprehend the message, Allah will send a messenger to them. So Allah Azza wa Jal, He's truthful in His speech. He does not punish a people until He sends a messenger. Now, if those on the day of judgment refuse to obey that messenger, then they are deserving of being punished in the hellfire. Because these are the people, had the message reached them, they would have rejected it here on earth. Here in this life. So the messengers, they are men that Allah chose them to guide the people. They are the best of men. However, it does not mean that they don't make mistakes. Like Adam alayhi salam. He's a prophet, he made a mistake. Yunus salam was a prophet and messenger, he made a mistake. However, the messengers are protected from committing major sins. It's impossible. The messengers are protected from committing major sins. Yeah. And that is, this is mentioned that there is a consensus of the scholars regarding this affair. And a messenger, who is a messenger? A messenger is one who receives revelation. And he is commanded to convey the revelation to the people. Different from a prophet. A prophet receives revelation, but he's not commanded to convey. This is why the scholars, they say, every messenger is a prophet, but not every prophet is a messenger. As every messenger receives a book. As Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, لَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا رُسُلَنَا بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ وَأَنزَلْنَا مَعْهُمُ الْكِتَابِ وَالْمِيزَانِ and indeed, we have sent our messengers with the clarity, and we have sent down with them the book and the scale. So every messenger has received a book. Even though we may not know the name of the book, we believe that every messenger has received a book. And the prophet, not every prophet receives a book. Rather, you find that a prophet will come and he conveys the book 
that was revealed to the messenger who was before him. And he teaches from that. He teaches from that. Also, if the Prophet is commanded to convey, because at times Allah commands the Prophets to convey, they are conveying to the people who already believe. Whereas messengers are normally sent to disbelievers. This is another difference. When messengers are sent, they are normally sent to disbelievers to call them to accept Islam. Because every prophet and messenger was a Muslim. But prophets are normally sent amongst people who already believe to remind them of the revelation, to encourage them to remain firm on the religion and the likes. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam on or during the farewell hajj the Prophet he said to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'in that you will be asked about me what would you say meaning the companions are going to be questioned about him sallallahu alayhi wasallam so he's saying what are you going to say what is going to be your response? And then he asked them, Did I convey the message to you? And they would say, You have conveyed the message. And then the Prophet said again, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Did I convey the message to you? And they would say, you, They said, You have conveyed the message to us. And then the third time the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked them, Did I convey the message to you? And they said, You have conveyed the message. And then the Prophet raised his finger to the heavens and said, Allahumma shahid qad ballaqt. Yani, oh Allah, bear witness, I, I conveyed the message. As Allah Azza he mentions, Ya ayyuhar rasul, ballir ma unzila ilayk min rabbik. Wa in lam taf'al fama ballaqta risalata. O messenger, convey what has been revealed to you from your Lord. And if you do not, then you have not conveyed his message. So the commandment from Allah to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu to convey the message. And the Prophet sallallahu he fulfilled his duties and responsibilities. And when Allah took the soul of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu the religion was completed. That's it. Nothing was left out. There's no hidden knowledge in Islam. Alhamdulillah, we have the Quran, we have the Sunnah of the Prophet Wasallam. Nothing, there's no secret knowledge in this, in this deen. The knowledge is there for anyone to learn. As the Prophet Wasallam, Aisha radiallahu anha, she mentioned about him, whoever says, that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam concealed some knowledge that Allah commanded him to convey, then he has lied. This is the statement of Aisha radiallahu anha. That whoever says the Prophet Muhammad hid something and that he didn't keep 
he didn't fulfill the obligation of conveying the message, they lied on Prophet Muhammad. The Prophet Muhammad conveyed everything Allah commanded him to convey, just as the previous prophets and messengers. So, this closes the door for anyone coming with any new religious practices. Whether it's something that we believe, something that we say, or something that we do. Because the religion is complete. And Allah did not take the soul of the Prophet except that everything that we as Muslims are in need of has been addressed. We have a complete way of life. Barakallah feekum. As, as it is a hadith in the Sahih of Imam Bukhari that a Jew came to Umar and said, Ya, ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, innakum ayah fi kitabikum. Law nazalat alayna ma'ashir al-Yahud, latakhadnaha yawmun eidah. So the Jew, he said, O command of the believers, you have a verse in your book that had the likes of this verse been revealed upon us Jews, we would have taken it as a day of celebration. So Umar, he said, Ayah, ayah, which verse? So the Jew, he said, So the Jew, he said, the verse where Allah says, this day I have completed for you your religion. And I have perfected my favor upon you. And I am pleased for you Islam as your way of life. So Umar al-Khattab, he said in response, إِنِّي لَأَعْلَمُ He said, indeed I know the day this verse came down. نَزَلَتْ يَوْمُ عَرَفَ that this verse came down on the day of Arafah or on the day of Jumu'ah. And for sure, these two days are days of Eid for us. The day of Arafah is an Eid and the day of Jumu'ah is a weekly Eid. But the point, the shahid here, is that the Jews, as some narrations mentioned, it was a group of Yehud who came to Umar, some say it was one, in any event, the acknowledgement of the favor of Allah upon the Muslims, and that is that our way of life is a complete way of life. We're not in need of anything other than what we have to, as a means of guidance. So now anyone who comes and says that they have something new of a practice, then that means, even though they may not say this verbally, that means one or two things or more, either... Allah lied when Allah said He completed the religion, and we know that that's impossible, right? Because Allah he speaks the truth. Okay, Allah completed the religion, but Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam he didn't know about that affair, and that's impossible because He's the messenger. Any religious matter that we as Muslims are supposed to know, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam he knows first, and then he teaches us. So now if someone comes with a new practice, then this means Prophet Muhammad either didn't know, and now this sheikh he knows, or Prophet Muhammad wasallam knew, but he didn't tell us. And all of those scenarios are evil. All of them. 
All of them are evil. So no one can come and say they had a dream, right? And now say, we don't, I don't have to pray, or we don't have to pray five times a day anymore. No, no. <laughs> the religion is complete. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu died, and that was the legislation. Five obligatory prayers. No one can come and change that. No one can come and change the month of Ramadan or the, the month of fasting being the month of Ramadan and say, no, we want to make fasting to be December every year, whether it's Ramadan or not Ramadan. Because it's easier to fast in December, right? Because the, the, the days are shorter. And what, what does Allah says? Uh, Allah, He wants ease for you. He doesn't want difficulty for you. And the Prophet says, uh, Indeed, the religion is ease. So we're going to change Ramadan this year, brothers. Right? We're going to make it in December. No, no one is going, we're not accepting that. Because when the Prophet died, the month of fasting was Ramadan. So whether Ramadan is in December or whether Ramadan falls in June, we have to fast when it's Ramadan, not when it's December. And other than that, from the affairs of the religion, no one can come and now change the, the place of making Hajj. No one can say, oh, we're going to change the place of Hajj instead of going to Mecca to, in, in, in the surrounding areas to perform the rituals of Hajj. We're going to make Hajj in America because it's easy for us. We're going to, we're going to build our own Kaaba over here and we're going to make Hajj. You can't change the religion like that. The person says, yes, but I seen in the dream last night, Prophet Muhammad, he came to me, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and said that Allah wants to make it easy for the people in America so we don't have to, and plus the, the tickets are getting high right now. This no, 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 no. No one can come and say he had a dream and now this is changing from the religion and that's changing from the religion. That door has been closed. That door has been closed. So, a part of believing in the messengers is that we believe that Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he was an honest, truthful man. He was a man of integrity and he fulfilled his responsibilities. Meaning he conveyed to us the religion in its entirety. The Prophet Muhammad did not hide anything from the religion. He did not leave any verses out that Allah commanded him to convey. Rather he conveyed as he was commanded to convey. Imam Malik rahimahullah ta'ala He said about that verse in Surah Al-Ma'idah He said Man abtada'a shay'an fiddeen Yarahu hasanan Faqad za'ama anna muhammadan qad khana al-risala That whoever brings something new into the religion And he sees it to be something good then he has claimed that the Prophet Muhammad betrayed the message that was given to him. So then he recited the statement of Allah, لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَ يَقُولَ الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَتْمَمْتُمْ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَةِ وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمْ إِسْلَامَ دِينَةِ He says that is because Allah the Most High has stated, this day I have completed for you your religion, and I have perfected my favor upon you, and I am pleased for you, Islam, as your way of life. 
Then he went on to say, فَمَا لَمْ يَكُنْ يَوْمَ إِذٍ دِينَ فَلَا يَكُمْ الْيَوْمَ دِينَ So whatever wasn't the religion on that day, meaning when the, the religion is completed, it's not the religion today. Yes, times change. The societies change, become more developed, technology and the likes. However, that doesn't mean the religion has to change with the changing of the times. Why? Because the religion comes from Allah who was all-wise and all-knowing. Allah knew that these times was going to come. You got to keep that in mind. The Qur'an comes from the all-knowing. This is not some, the book of some individual who only knew his society. No, this is the book of the creator of the heavens and the earth. This is the book of the Almighty. This is the religion of the Almighty. So Allah, He knows best what's for the people. People have to be very careful challenging the saying that they're Muslims and then challenging the religion. Thinking that because we live in a modern time and we have all the technology that we have, that the rules of the religion needs to change. Allah is the one who knew that these times will come. But yet, this is still the religion. This is still the religion. This is still the deen. So it is upon us, or as uh, Imam Shafi and others, they would say, مِنَ اللَّهِ الرِّسَالَةِ وَعَلَى رَسُولِ, وعلى رسول الله That the message comes from Allah. From Allah is the message. Upon the messenger of Allah is to convey the message. And upon us is to submit to the message. That's it. That's all we have to do is practice. It's easy for us. We don't have to try to figure it out. How many times a day we have to pray. How much does a cat? Everything is already set out for us. All we have to do is follow the text. But unfortunately, you have these quote-unquote intellectuals. They have this ideology that Islam is not suitable for these times. So we have to bend the rules a little bit. We have to change the Quran, change the Sunnah, or the Hadith are no good. That was for the times of old. No, Subhanallah, Bihamdi, Allah has chosen for the people this deed as it was. And the verses in the Quran are such that it can be applicable or they can be used and applied to any time or any place. That's from the wisdom of Allah. So I'll give you an example. Allah says, zina." Don't go near zina. In the times of old, going near zina might have been seeing a woman walking home and then following her and then trying to speak to her on the roadway. But now in these days and times, going near zina is maybe going on a person's profile on social media and then sending her a private message. The verse still applies to that. Because the intent is to go is going near something that is haram. You understand? So don't go near zina, meaning no shape, form, or fashion. Whether it's by phone, whether it's by letter, whether it's talking, whatever it is, don't go near zina. Okay, so the times may be different from now and then, however, the verse is still applicable. You understand? Another verse, Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, uh, and don't let your hands be the cause of your destruction, which is one of the verses that's used to prohibit uh, intoxicants. So in the time of the Prophet 
there was no uh, sniffing of cocaine and smoking of crack and, and, and other drugs that we have during this time. But they had the Khamer. Right? However, Khamer was a means of destroying oneself and destroying one's family and the like. So anything that falls under the category of causing destruction to yourself, it applies. Anything. And we also have the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam inna kulla muskirin haram Indeed, any, everything that intoxicates is considered a khamr and all khamr is haram. It's general. So now it applies to anything that comes that can that intoxication. A person can't come and say, Well, I don't see in the Quran where it says crystal meth is haram. They're looking for the actual word crystal meth. Or they're looking for the actual word heroin, like that. Or weed, or crack, or the likes. No, subhanAllah bihamdi, you have the general verses of Don't kill yourselves. Right? And do not let your hands be the cause of your destruction. And then in the general hadith, Every intoxicant is considered khamr and all khamr is haram. See, that's how, that's the wisdom of Allah, that the wordings are like they are, being general, so that it can encompass anything that comes in the future that has that same type of effect or worse. This is understood? So no one can come and say, oh, we are living in a new time, we need a new uh, understanding. No, subhanAllah, what Allah has revealed is sufficient. And if it's not sufficient, then again we have to go back to then Allah did not speak the truth when He says that the deen is completed and perfect. It can't be perfect if it can't be used in this time. So people have to be careful about the things they say. If you just want to be a weak Muslim, then that's you. Don't blame the religion that there's a fault in the religion. Okay, a person is struggling with practicing, that's the person. Let him uh, strive to fix his deficiencies and shortcomings. But don't blame the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as if there is a deficiency in the deen. Because if you are claiming that, a, that there is a deficiency in the deen, then this is a ta'an, an attack against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is kufr. It's like a, a statement of blasphemy to say that Allah lied. To say, oh, yeah, Allah said that the religion is perfect, but it really is really not perfect. Subhanallah, that's an evil statement for someone to make. So one should not allow his or her weakness in the practice be the means that lead the person to attacking the religion to justify their weakness. Thank you. The next matter, Al-Iman Bil-Yawm Al-Akhir Belief in the last day The scholars they mention There are four stages of life And some say five The four, life in the womb That's one, the first stage and then life here in the dunya, after the birth. And then life in the barzakh, after your death. And then 
life either in Jannah or in the Hellfire or Jahannam. Those are the four. The other one that's added, the scholars say, when Allah Azawajal took all of the progeny of Adam and made them bear witness to His oneness. When Allah said, Alastu bi rabbikum, qalu bala shahidna. When Allah made every human being testify to His Lordship. They said that, that, was, a, that was life, because Allah brought us to life. In any event, the last day or the hereafter, it starts at the time of death. Once you have died, you are now in the realm of the hereafter. So the hereafter starts from the time of death and on. Once a person dies, they go to the barzakh. As Allah Azawajal mentions, وَمِنْ وَرَائِهِمْ بَرْزَقٌ إِلَى يَوْمِ يُبْعَثُونَ Behind them, there is the barzakh until the day they are resurrected. The barzakh is real. And for this, the Prophet ﷺ, he taught us to say in the salah, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min adhabi jahannam wa min adhabi al-qabr. O Allah, indeed I seek refuge with you from the punishment of the hellfire and from the punishment of the grave. We have to believe that there is life in the grave. And we know that in the grave, the angels will come, munkir and nakir, and they will sit the person up and ask, Man Rabbuk, Ma Dinuk, Wa Man Nabiyuk. Or, Ma Taqul, Thurraju Aladi Bu'itha Fikum. What do you say about the man who is sent amongst you? Different narrations. And the Munafiq, the Shaq, the one in doubt, he will say, uh, uh, He will say, uh, uh, I don't know. I heard the people saying something, so I said what they said. Allah will declare the person to be a liar, and the person will be punished in this grave. As for the believer, Allah Azawajal, He will make him firm. And he will, he will be able to say, Rabbi Allah, Dini al-Islam, wa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That tawfiq comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just because a person has the ability, if you ask them today why they're alive in this dunya, who's your Lord? My Lord is Allah. What's your religion? My religion is Islam. Is Islam. Who's your Prophet? My Prophet is Muhammad. Just because... A person has the ability to answer the questions here. It doesn't mean a person is going to have the ability to answer the questions in the grave. Because that thabat, it comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's for the individual who lived his life upon Islam. That Allah will make him firm in the grave. To where he's able to answer the questions. Because look at the munafiq. The munafiq, outwardly he prays. Right or wrong? The munafiq, outwardly he does the practices of Islam. He says, La ilaha illallah. Outwardly, we don't know who the munafiq is. Allah knows. 
Right? But the munafik is amongst the ranks of the, of the Muslims. The issue of hypocrisy has not ended with the death of the Prophet The munafikun are present in the ummah. Who are they? Allahu A'lam. That's not for us to go pointing fingers and say this person is munafik and the like. The point is that they are present. And if a munafik is asked, who is your Lord? He's going to say, my Lord is Allah. My religion is Islam. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he probably has the best sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he says, Allah knows best. But once he gets into the grave, he can't answer the questions. Why? Because he wasn't truthful and he didn't live his life upon Islam when he was in the dunya. So that establishment, it comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the one who was firm upon Rabbi Allah, Dini al-Islam, and Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the dunya. Barakallahu fikum. We will stop at this point. Whatever is correct, the praise is for Allah Azza wa Jal alone. Whatever is incorrect, it is for myself. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika shadu an la ilaha la anta staghfiruka wa antu bilayk.